This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Canadian entertainment, television, film. Think back to when we were much younger, when we watched shows like The Beachcombers, A Friendly Giant. (laughs) If you're a, a Zoomer of a certain age, you watch that as a child or maybe with your own children. King of Kensington. Remember that one? Trouble with Tracy. All Canadian programming from many years ago. So it has evolved. It's come a long way. A lot of those were great shows on their own. But we're trying to figure out, at least our heritage minister is, how to take Canadian cultural policy in a bold new direction in the digital age. This hour, Melanie Jolie is announcing a series of measures which she says will do just that. It is described as a major cultural policy makeover which is expected to include uh, an agreement with Netflix to invest at least $500 million over the next five years in original productions in Canada. Sounds promising, doesn't it? What can we expect? What can we expect the Canadian cultural landscape to look like with these so-called bold new changes? Barry Averich is an esteemed Canadian film director, producer, playwright, author, arts philanthropist. He is the producer and director of many acclaimed documentaries and author of Moguls, Monsters and Mad Men, An Uncensored Life in Show Business. Barry Averich has also written an op-ed piece in the Globe and Mail offering his advice to Minister Jolie on the direction we should be taking. Barry, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Let's talk about your advice for the minister. What needs to change in order to best prepare the entertainment and media industries for the future? Well, I, I think, look, the, the reality is that the lines have become intensely blurred in terms of how people consume entertainment today. The notion of entertainment television, uh, or sorry, destination television, the destination is no longer simply or solely on a television. People are watching uh, television and entertainment in a way they've never watched it before. So, the, you know, when you went through that long list of television shows, uh, sadly, there's just not enough of it. And it's a business. I think that the minister, and I'm, I'm as anxious as, as most people in the production business to see what she's going to propose. Uh, and uh, I hope that ultimately I'll be you know, optimistic that, that she understands that it's a business, that there's plenty of creativity in this country, but that the networks uh, have to be not only Netflix, and I'm happy to hear that number, but the networks in this country have to be incented to spend money and to produce the kind of content that we need to make ourselves competitive in this country and outside the country. And what that means is that networks need to have a way to make their money back by having a piece of the action when they produce a television or a film uh, so that they can, when, they, when it's sold around the world, they can see a return on investment. Uh, and at the same time, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll stop there, but at the same time, we need to figure out a much better way to include 
vast amounts of marketing to promote our content in this country. It, it has to start with Canadians wanting to watch our product. And we're producing beautiful stuff, but when you have the option to, to watch you know, uh, American and foreign television and phenomenal series that are being produced, we're not gravitating in English Canada to our own content. And, and you do say, and you make a great point, I mean, for the private networks, um, for the CTVs out there, they would continue to buy uh, American programming over investing in Canadian programming. How how would that dynamic change in a perfect world so that you get the private broadcasters uh, being able to invest in Canadian productions that they can then show on their networks? Well, I, I just think, you know, as I said, I think they need to be incented to have a return. I mean, when you're buying American programming, you're, you're delivering an audience, you're delivering advertisers, although that's shrinking dramatically. But right now, producing Canadian television, investing a fortune into producing a, a miniseries, a series, or, or a feature, there's just no economic advantage to the network. So I think if they're incented in terms of owning a piece of the show internationally, and when it's sold, I think if they're incented from a marketing perspective, then great. I mean, you know, this government and previous governments, not only about you know Melanie Jolie's government, loves to spend a fortune in tourism marketing of showing the fact the country has lakes and trees and forests. That's all fabulous. We need a phenomenal campaign to help the networks uh, promote the fact that we should be watching and supporting uh, Canadian film and television. You know, it's it's not unlike an I Love New York campaign. We need to love our own culture here. It's done so well in Quebec. And, and where there is a, you know, a huge industry in other countries that support their own content, uh, we're, we're getting watered down and diluted here. So maybe the way in which um, Canadian culture has uh, been put upon us as a nation has been more of an anvil than it, than it has been in terms of freedom of expression. So, I mean, you, you bring up the great point about the mountains and the lakes, and that is Canada. There's no doubt about it. But there's so much more to our storytelling than to show the vistas uh, of the environment. Well, you're 100% right. I mean, let, let's talk about the notion of storytelling and what we think Canadian storytelling is. This drives me crazy. I have a, a colleague in the industry who does two things that drives me crazy. Number one, she insists that, you know, the storytelling needs to, you know, uh, in a prescribed way reflect uh, the, the, the essence of who we are as Canadians. Don't prescribe that to creative people. You know, our scripts that we write will be inherently Canadian because we are Canadian. It doesn't need to be, let's make sure we have this kind of person and that kind of story, and it needs to be dark, and it needs to reflect us. It, that's it's a horrible way of producing film or television in this country, and, and quite frankly has resulted in, in films and television shows that are not seen by huge amounts of people because people don't relate to them. Right, they're yeah, not they're, genuine, right? They're not genuine, they're fake, and I can't stand it. The other thing that we need to do is stop vilifying the Canadian talent that's left this country to go work in the U.S. or internationally and find a way to bring them back. This same colleague of mine likes to say that, you know, well, the Canadians don't like Canadians that have done well and sold out to Hollywood. I would give my left arm to have Denis Villeneuve come back, uh, or many of the other Canadian stars who are writing on major, major television series in, in, in the U.S. come back. And I think the networks need to be incented in co-production not only the co-production funds to produce, but bringing the talent back, figuring out interesting deals for them to incent, you know, a writer, whether it be Samantha Bee or whether it be somebody else that's worked on hit, hit series in the U.S., to come back and develop the quintessential great sitcom. 
thankfully we're seeing some some you know uh, light at the end of the tunnel. I think with with great series like Kim's Convenience, which has a very Norman Lear sensibility to the way it's written and the way the timing, the way it's produced, and and same thing with Schitt's Creek. But we, but why am I only mentioning two sitcoms? You know, where is our version of the House of Cards? Do we not think that there's enough? insanity going on in, in politics to have our own House of Cards series in Canada, to have our own, you know, uh, there, there used to be slings and arrows about, you know, the, the fabled Stratford Festival behind the scenes. We need more of that. The writing talent's here, but we need the networks to be incented and we need the government to support it. And the irony is that, uh, you know, some of the big stars you mentioned who are Canadian born and bred and lived here for decades, the irony of their success is that we as Canadians found out about them through the American media, not the Canadian media. Well, yes. I mean, I, you know, I go on about this all the time. I mean, we, we you know, the, the media in this country, as well as my fellow Canadians, hate success. They don't really want, they want you, they, everybody wants to do well, but we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to really, you know, uh, uh, overly pat anybody on the back, unlike being in the States where if you're successful, you're successful. If you're on the cover of a magazine here or, you're, or there's a, you know, a, a, an entertainment tonight spotlight on you, it's like, oh, there goes that person again. Oh, my God, what a showboat. And it's like, you know, let's be proud of who we are uh, and, and, and get out of this notion of prescribed storytelling and and say, look, let's begin with a great script, no matter what it is. It doesn't have to be in, in you know Canadian specifically. It will be Canadian because it's Canadians that are developing and writing it. We're talking about Canadian culture and how it's uh, about to change in terms of vision uh, to be announced this hour by the Canadian Heritage Minister. On the line with us is Barry Averich, longtime Canadian film director, producer, playwright, author, on and on. He's uh, attached to many successful ventures. (laughs) On and on. I want to know from you, the Zoomer Radio listener, what kind of television you like watching? What is it for you in this 500-channel universe that does it for you, that gets you to put it on that show at a certain time or to record the show to PVR it and watch it later? 416-360-0740. Toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Is there a show out there, Canadian or otherwise? And we'd love to hear if there are Canadian productions that you feel you've discovered but nobody else in the country has. Uh, You know, my husband and I just um, found a show last week called Bad Blood. Uh, That's uh, running on City in this network, Barry. And uh, it is the story of the Montreal mob scene in the 1970s. Great show. You've got the Montreal backgrounds. You've got a real story. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about the making of this production, but it feels as Canadian as anything else. Look, I, I'm happy. I haven't watched it, uh, and I've seen the reviews, which actually have been positive. It is certainly a uh, a, uh, a genre and storytelling I enjoy, so I will watch it. Uh, you know, as, as I'm, you know, I'm happy to see the same thing with Alias Grace being a co-production, uh, and and with CBC and and Netflix, I believe. Uh, you know, but then I was disappointed to see Handmaid's Tale not be a Canadian production, and yet, you know, the the you know at the Emmys they were saying what a great day, a great night for Canada. Look how many awards we won, but we didn't produce it. Right. So you know, the you know every year I go to the Scotiabank Giller Prize Awards, and and I'm and I sit there surrounded by authors and hundreds of stories 
that we could be telling. We need to do more of that. And, and I mean, and uh, production in terms of a, a Canadian star who's gone south and brought back the work here to Toronto is Kiefer Sutherland with Designated Survivor. Yeah. I mean, he's really done service to his homeland by bringing that production here. Uh, exactly. Uh, he's, a, he's a great supporter of Toronto. I mean, allegedly, uh, Rachel McAdams is here. You know, uh, Ryan Reynolds are living here and whatnot. So let's find a way to do more with them. I, I, I don't want to hear from, you know, industry neophytes who are concerned about America, Canadians working in Hollywood and, what, and, and what, how the public perceives them. They watch them. They love them. They appreciate their success. We, now t- we need to make our projects as commercial as possible, and that's not a dirty word. Commercial's good. More people see it, and, and more success. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740, Canadian culture. On the little screen, on the big screen, on the radio, that's what we're talking about right now, and what you like to watch, listen to. Let's go to Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill. You're on Zoomer Radio. I, I'm sure whatever they come up with will just be more taxation. Um, I actually cut my uh, Shaw cable or my satellite because it's paying $140 a month. Absolutely nothing on. Um, uh, I got a digital antenna. My wife watches the, the few channels we get on it, um, but we get all our content off the internet. Uh, CBC, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give you two cents for it. Uh, that's what I have to say about it. Uh, I get all my content, Netflix, whatever, anything I need, my news, it all comes off the uh, the Internet. I'm listening to you guys right now on the Internet. So, yeah, I don't know. You guys are, uh, you know, it's, it's time to change. What kind of stories or what are your favorite programs? Well, House of Cards, I watched two movies. I watched one about Roger Stone last night on uh, Netflix. Um, what else? I was watching Last Man Standing. Uh, you know, and as far as that Mr. Kim thing goes, or whatever you guys are talking about, yeah, Kim's I mean, convenience. I see that advertised incessantly, uh, you know, on, uh, on my wife's TV, and it's it's just it's so CBC. It just turns me right off. Oh, now that's an interesting uh, um, analogy. So CBC, Barry. What? Why is that a negative? Why has that become a negative sentiment? I don't know that it's become a negative. I think I think if, if you know certain people will see the CBC in a certain light of being, you know, uh, news and and you know and 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 prescribed programming. But I, I I think they they are one of the few networks in this country, and there are a lot of them that are taking risks and and uh, and producing interesting television. I mean, it's hard to to uh, you know write off Kim's Convenience based on its advertising without watching it. I you know I. I go in as skeptical as the next person and say, all right, Albert Schultz is involved, fantastic uh, uh, theatrical producer, director, and I was blown away by it. So I, I think you have to look at CBC and with fresh eyes today in terms of, A, how it's being run and the kind of programming that's being done. I mean, they're the ones that are, that are really the house of sitcom these days. And so I, I look at it in a, in a way less cynical way than it, than it used to be, without a doubt. Uh, and one of those programs, and you mentioned it quickly, there is Schitt's Creek with Eugene Levy and his son. Um, it just, I think that's a fantastic show. I mean, it's not part of my prescribed uh, viewing, but whenever I go by and it's on, I think, oh, yeah, I love this show, you know. Um, I, I, but it's a half-hour sitcom in a sea of television, and as you say, we we need so much more of that. I agree. 
416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. What are you watching on TV these days? What to you represents Canadian culture? What would you like to see more of? What would you like to see our tax dollars invested in? Would you like to see our tax dollars... uh, um, divested in in the industry. Um, curious about your thoughts today as the Heritage Minister announces bold new direction, a bold new direction in the digital age. Let's go to Evie in Toronto. Where Evie? Evie or Evie? It's Evie. Evie, go ahead. Uh, Evie, yeah, I actually pulled over because this is really interesting to me. And you're not going to like it. I really do not, I've always found the Canadian programming just so boring they're just unimaginative and uh, the only thing i used to i I, sctv was great that was funny chips creek i think is terrible okay um i i i always go back to that you see something that's american and it has i love being a canadian by the way i don't i wouldn't want to live there but it is more interesting it's more polished. It's more uh, the stories are, are in Canadian stories. They, they just lack something. I think what Evie may be referencing, Barry, is the production value. There's so much more money invested in U.S. productions than what Canadian producers have. And that, no that, ch- that changes the look of the program entirely. There's no question. I mean, I, too, was somebody who felt that if I had the options, I wasn't watching Canadian television. I think for years, that is the stigma of bad timing, bad lighting, bad production. We just didn't have the money. I mean, there's millions and millions of dollars invested in, in uh, each episode of, of House of Cards or, uh, or even The Night Of or various other sort of Netflix and HBO series. They have tons and tons and tons of money. They're dealing with an audience of 100 million potential viewers uh, versus much smaller you know, in this country. Uh, so it is it is tougher. I will say we've got a long way to go, and I think we've come a long way uh, in terms of making those, uh, the, some of the better television. Alias Grace, beautifully produced. Orphan Black, beautifully produced. It does not look cheap uh, and, uh, you know, and, and, and Canadian as we, as we thought of things. So I, I don't disagree with, with your caller. Uh, I, I think we've got a hell of a job to do with Canadians to get them to reinvest their time and we've got to give them the product they they want to see. Sadly, Jane, with that, I have to go. But uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're covering this debate. Well, we will continue here with our callers. Barry, thanks for joining us. Um, I'm, and, and we'll chat with you again. We really appreciate your time right, and expertise. Anytime. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.